Welcome to Res Talk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating, and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Res Talk podcast. The goal of the Res Talk podcast is to communicate some late breaking news and thoughtful insights about the broad array of topics in this rapidly expanding world of residential energy ratings. Whether you're a housing consumer, rater, builder, realtor, or appraiser, you want to hear about some of the evolving trends in the home energy rating market. And to the ResNet community, this is really an effort to communicate with you, hear with you, and engage. I'm your host, Bill Spohn, and I've worked in the HVACR and building performance markets for almost 30 years and have been interfacing with the team at ResNet for nearly that whole time. If after listening and you like what you heard today and you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please consider doing so by topping res talk into the search bar in any of your common podcast apps in this way you'll get all the episodes as soon as they launch you can also listen to your browser by following the links at resnet.us professional if you're a consumer and want to learn more about the benefits of home energy rating cruise on over to resnet.us to learn more on today's episode we're going to hear from val briggs and matt gingrich they're going to talk about recruiting the next generation of hers raters uh, it's really a topic that's been apparent in all the professional trades industries, and this is actually a trade-related industry. So they've got some interesting insights into what they're doing and the progress that they're making, and we encourage you to get involved and learn more about recruiting the next generation of ResNet Raiders. Take a listen. Hello, Val. How are you doing? Good, Bill. How are you? Very good. Thanks. Hey, Matt, how are you doing there? I'm doing all right. We're going to be talking about recruiting the next generation. How does this pan out. I think we hear a lot about changes in demographics and society. Val, why don't you tell us where this came about? Where did ResNet recognize something had to change? I think around late 2016, our board's executive committee voted to create what we call the ResNet Emerging Leadership Council. And it's just for that purpose, as you mentioned. It's a way to help us at ResNet kind of build that next generation of leaders for ResNet, but also for the entire greater industry. I think it's pretty well known that the construction building industry is aging and not as diverse as it could be. So here's a way for us to welcome that next generation and prepare them to bring on new insights and perspectives and lead the charge when needed. So we saw it as our way to contributing to the problem that a lot of folks across the industry are experiencing. That's interesting. So Matt, tell me, where do raiders come from? Are you a raider? I'm a raider. I come from Valparaiso, Indiana. I know that's not the answer you were looking for. But, <laughs> but you're trying. It's okay. <laughs> Raiders can come from all over. They don't necessarily need to have a construction background. When I began way back in 2004, I did not have any sort of construction background. I was actually riding along with a Raider, carrying bags and learning the tricks of the trade. Tell me, is like a personal aspect of yours that you would say relate to other Raiders? Is it like curiosity, interest in buildings, energy? What kind of characteristics have you seen? I would say curiosity, interest in buildings, interest in energy, interest in helping to preserve the planet, things like that. It's an interesting field. That would be some of the characteristics that might attract future personnel that you're recruiting. So Val, taking sort of those elements of what Matt mentioned there, how do you bundle that up and reach out? What are you things you have going on now? 
what we decided for the council was to kind of look at the purposes of it and to organize our activities accordingly. And so we made a couple of subcommittees. We made a technology subcommittee, which actually this podcast idea was born out of the work of that subcommittee. And then we have an engagement committee that will work to invite and engage new raiders to ResNet, in particular when we have our annual conferences, making sure those folks are well engaged. But regarding recruitment for the workforce and the industry, we created basically a school's workforce subcommittee. And we're really excited because we're going to start off with creating a toolkit. That subcommittee will create a toolkit that will help rating providers like Matt's company. They want to go out and talk to schools and training programs in their area. They could talk about what a rater does. And some of the points that Matt made about the freedom of the work and that desire to have your work have a purpose to help the environment are some of the talking points that we're going to have in that toolkit so that Potentially someone like Matt or from another rating provider could stand in front of a group of kids maybe in a trade program in their high school or their community college and say, here's what a rater does. The type of people who tend to come to this industry and do well are those who are interested in science and, and math and physics and they like to have that sort of freedom to not behind a desk all day, things like that. We want to sell, if you will, to the next generation, especially millennials and the generation after that. This is a job that gives you ownership and purpose and mastery. And I think that's what a lot of people are looking for. So we want to sort of provide that type of resource for providers to talk to uh, students what the work is that a rater does. Part of it, I think, is because a lot of people, I think, don't know about the energy rating part of the process when they're learning about building and construction. You learn about some of the other more obvious parts of the trade, but I think the rating industry doesn't get that same kind of attention at the school level, at the training level. And so we want to make sure that's offered. You both are very well-spoken about this. So what are your backgrounds? Let's swing back around and figure out where did you come from? And Val's been on the podcast before, but we never know who's listening to an episode. So maybe Val, you could kick off and give us a little bit of background about yourself. I came to ResNet from NATE. It's North American Technician Excellence. Many of your listeners that work in the HVAC field know of NATE. It's the sort of nonprofit certification body for HVAC technicians. NATE and ResNet actually have worked together on an exam for raters to certify their knowledge on heating and cooling equipment and insulation and service. So that's how I knew the folks at ResNet and came on about a year ago. I think what we talked about before, Bill, I know you from that world that I was in at an eight. What's been really great for me is basically being able to keep in touch with all the same people and talk to folks that I talked to at Nate about sort of the whole house performance topic, not just heating and cooling. And so it's been a great transition. And I get to work with people like Matt. Nice. So, hey, perfect lead in. Matt, how did you get to the point where you're so heavily involved with ResNet in, into ResNet rating? I think it was around 2004 when I started carrying the bags. It was a couple years after that where I went to some Raider training with Energy Efficient Homes Midwest, got my Raider certification, did the field rating thing for several years, and then I went on to become a quality assurance designee, which is basically checking other Raiders' work and making sure that they're in compliance with ResNet standards and all that. I became a board member three years ago, was on the executive committee, as secretary, and I'm now the current vice president. Wow. So you have a real 
interesting perspective because you've kind of come up through the ranks and now you can see from your position and align with Steve and Vale and others are, are looking at in terms of needing to get more people involved. What are some of the definitions of the ELC? Does it have sort of like a stated purpose or mission? Absolutely. Really, the idea is to help ResNet recruit and mentor and motivate that next generation of leaders and really providing that insight and guidance so that we as an organization can more effectively communicate to that next generation. There's tons of talking points and research out there about how to approach millennials, the things that matter to them. Like I mentioned before, having kind of the environmental purpose and social responsibility of the work that Raiders do, I think is an example of a great selling point that we'll be making to the next generation that we know that matters to them. We also want to make sure that those emerging leaders have more of a voice and input into things that ResNet does. We'll be later on this year working to have almost what we call an ex officio board rep, someone who can kind of attend resident board meetings and hear kind of what's going on at the board level and provide input from a more newly engaged rater about some of the standards and things that we're working on. Also, we'll have that more on the standard committee level. We're going to have what we call standard development committee correspondence. And similarly, they will listen in on some SDC meetings, hear about the standard development process, offer any input based on their experience as, as a grader in terms of any sort of amendments or change or new standards and that sort of thing. So it really is trying to get folks more involved earlier in their careers so that they see and have that path that Matt described that he had. Like you said, Raiders can come from any walk of life, any part of the industry. Some folks have worked for family-owned companies. Some folks just sort of fall into it. Some people study something else in the construction industry and then kind of come over into working as a Raider. And so we want all those different types of experiences and inputs to contribute. So your concepts about motivations, where did you gather that from? Was it internal survey? Was it board survey? Did you use any external services to see what would motivate a person to move into this career field? I've done some online research, obviously, just sort of talking, learning about what interests millennials. Honestly, this isn't a far off topic. Pretty much every conference I've gone to over the past five, seven years working at Nate and the HVAC space, there was always some conference about how do we as contractors talk to and recruit millennials. So I've heard a lot of the firsthand experience and a lot of that too. And what's great is that the folks we have on the ELC now, we have about maybe 12 to 15 members, they are the these people. It's kind of like what we're trying to create is a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. We have young raiders, newer raiders to the industry on this council, and who better to tell maybe slightly older folks like myself <laughs> what is the right message? What is it to say to a young person about this field? It's not just about how much money you can make or the technical you're crawling out of crawl space or something like that. That's not really what these folks want to hear about. Do you have any metrics you've created internally to say, we're going to measure this aspect of our Raider universe and look for this number to change? Or, do you have anything going like that, or is it still just sort of the initial stages? I would say we're still kind of in the initial stages. You know, a lot of this, in my mind, from a marketing perspective, is about brand awareness, which sometimes is difficult to quantify. Not to mention that someone could be interested in the industry today, it's going to take some training and some time for them to actually get involved and become a raider 
under a ResNet Raider to become trained and certified to work. So it's not something that we can say will have an immediate turnaround. But at the same time, if we go to one classroom and talk to a room full of students and kids' eyes light up at what we're talking about in terms of what a Raider does, that's the possibility. I think that's what we're looking at right now. And then later on, we can have actual metrics of how many providers use the toolkit, what school they go to. It's a lot qualitative, I think, than quantitative data, but we're going to get an idea about how folks are using these resources to solve the problem locally. Yes, it's got to happen at the person-to-person level. So you just described something there, which gave me an image. You said when you get the attention or the spark in someone's eyes, it sounds like that's happened. Yeah, it has. We had an opportunity, ResNet, to celebrate the 2 millionth homes that was uh, hers rated this past summer, summer of 2017. And what we did with that was we partnered with our good friend, Energy Smart Builder, KB Home, to host some live HERS demonstrations across the country. And one particular group we did in Orlando, we basically went to a home in progress and a completed home in one of KB Home's development communities. And we invited students from Osceola County High School. And it was just kind of as what I'm describing. These kids came in, I think they're about 15 or so of them. They're in what probably was used to be called Votech classes at their mm-hmm. high school. And they're coming in with their teacher. And it was great. Dave Bill from Top Build and some of his Raiders were there on site and literally just did kind of what I described. They talked about what a Raider does and the pre-home stage. They were able to show you how they look at the insulation and the ductwork and all this stuff and sort of explain that process. And you could see that this was new to them. They hadn't really heard about or understood what a Raider did in the home building process. And they were intrigued and interested. And I saw a lot of side conversations after the presentation where we had lunch for them before they went back to school. And I saw a lot of side conversations where they were talking with some of the staff from Top Build and KB Home and really interested and wanting to learn more. And so that's how we're going to track our success. If any of those students in a few years from now decide to intern, apprentice, what have you, at a local rating company and get in the industry that way, that will be our measure of success. Absolutely. So coming back around to Matt, are you experiencing this challenge with finding people to work? It is difficult to find good people to come in and into the energy rating field. But I think Val touched on it. It's people might not necessarily know that this is a job opportunity and it is a growing field. But if they don't know that it's there and available, it's not on their radar. And with this Emerging Leadership Council and the toolkit that we're working on, we're going to be able to broadcast that to a large number of people and they will understand that being an energy rater is a possible career path for them and something they can get into in the future and a job that does have a future. It's something meaningful, yes. Who can tell me about what's in the toolkit? This sounds interesting. I can start. And there's no such thing as a new idea as the old adage goes. And so we actually borrowed this idea from the International Code Council. They actually recently released a toolkit kind of in that same vein to help representatives in the code industry talk to folks about what code officials do and their importance in the process of building safety and energy safety. And so we sort of borrowed along that idea. We were sort of thinking about doing something similar around the same time. And so this provided me with a great ready-made example to show folks and say, this is the kind of thing we want to do. So it's going to be simple. You know, we don't know 
how receptive educators and instructors will be to this. We think they will be, but we're not coming in trying to take up a whole day's worth of teaching here. We're hoping that if a rating provider can speak for 15, 20, 30 minutes to a classroom, then that's certainly more than enough time to help plant that seed of interest. We're going to provide them with a PowerPoint slide deck, again, kind of just going over the who, what, when, where, and why of who are raters, what they do, how they contribute to the home building process, how they contribute to energy and environmental savings, and like Matt said, really helping to save the planet. And then we'll provide them with some handouts, infographics, maybe some videos and things that if time allows that they can show to the students, maybe they'll bring some of their tools and things along with them to show what they use when they're doing leakage measurements and things like that. So really the idea is, here's a starting point. Call your local high schools and see if they'd be interested in having you come in to talk about what a Raider does. Go to local NGOs, the Goodwills, the Job Corps out there in your community and see what training opportunities are available. And maybe you could come in and talk to students who are learning about some of this work in construction already. And so that's the idea. It's just it really is meant to be sort of a starting point to get that conversation started. Would you actually like have any hands-on events? I mean, actually do something on site? The sky's the limit. It's you really whatever ideas we can kind of come up with. Really, I think we're starting with here are some resources that someone from ABC Rating Provider Company can have on hand contact their local contacts in their community and say, I'd love to, if you have an opportunity or interest to come in and, and help educate your students about what an energy rater does, what the industry is all about. Maybe that then turns into, oh, if you want to have a field trip and come out to our offices and see what we do or come on to actually see a home and come out like we did with KB Home and have them come and see a home in progress, talk about the insulation and the ductwork, all that good stuff that Matt and his colleagues do every day then, yeah, I think it could turn into that. And from there, the sky's the limit. Maybe the rating company has talked to some students that, like I said, could intern over the summer or come back when they finish their complete training and start in some kind of apprentice novice position. I mean, there's no limit to what could be done with this. Absolutely. You mentioned the Emerging Leadership Council. You call it the ELC. Yes. got about a dozen people involved. When did that get started or how's the track record been with that? How's it gone? Well, it started around 2016. That was a little before my time coming on to ResNet. So Matt can certainly help me out here with some of the activities. It's my understanding that it started off and then we had some interest and it then sort of faded. And with Matt and myself, we're trying to do version 2.0. Would you say that's right, Matt? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We presented at the 2017 ResNet conference in Arizona. So we went down to Scottsdale. We presented. We got a little bit of interest. We had the charter but we didn't necessarily have everything put together. We got a group together, but we didn't really have things for the group to do yet. And then midsummer, Val came along and she's helped organize these things and help put us together. Then we presented 2018. We got a little bit bigger group. We got some more interest. We got some people involved. We started a Slack channel for communication to where members of the group can message each other and talk to each other without using email. We're getting the group started and the subcommittees that Val talked about are really starting to take off. You shared with me some resources, some infographics and other things like that and some presentations. If any listeners are interested, are those publicly available? How would they secure those? 
That's a great question. We do have some of those infographics and things on the website at resnet.us forward slash professional. And then, of course, they can always contact Resnet directly if they have any desire for more information. Perhaps even they want to get involved. We have our contact buttons on our website. They can contact me, Valerie at resnet.us, so they can access some of those resources and contact us for more. And especially once we get the toolkit up, we hope that we'll get a lot more interest and uh, downloads from that. The presentation that you gave, you shared that with me. I found it interesting. It actually looked like you had used a live polling feature. Yeah, I think they did that in 2017 when they first introduced it. And technology is great until it doesn't work. And I think they had a few glitches there. Uh, I'd rather not revisit that one. All right. (laughs) We did try to do the live poll and we ran into some technical difficulties. We put 60, 70 people in a room somewhere. And everybody tries to access a Wi-Fi at the same time. And we had a little bit of a technology crash. This year, we went back old school. We had basically a big whiteboard and a pen. You have to be flexible these days. Right. You got to be flexible. You got to be bold. You got to be brave. You got to try things. You'll figure it out. We all do. There seems to be a lot of tie-ins and interrelationship with the board, the ELC, the community that you think it's going to continue? Oh, absolutely. As Matt said, this was obviously born out of interest from the board executive committee. And let's face it, our board, like many organizations' boards, is made up of representatives of the stakeholders in the industry. And so these folks are thinking about and concerned about the same potential labor shortages and workforce shortages that everybody is. So any resources and ideas that we come up with to try to address that problem and issue and whatever we can are resources for them as well. That's why we created some of the infographics and things we have online. Now that's why we're working on this toolkit, anything we can do to help address that problem. And it's industry-wide. It won't be solved overnight. There are a lot of things that everybody across the spectrum, across the value chain, need to contribute. But this is sort of our small part. So I think there will continue to be continued interest and input. And hopefully, again, just take a couple bright eyes to say, hey, this sounds like something I'd be wanting to do. And if you get enough of those, then you can make a difference. So Matt, we talked about the Emerging Leadership Council, the ELC, and its members. What's the makeup, the constituents, the people that are involved with the ELC? Currently, we have some industry reps from suppliers. There's some insulation folks involved. We have an energy efficient builder who's involved. Also, there's an EBA rep. It's pretty diverse, but I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that in order to join the ELC, you didn't necessarily need to be an energy rater. Okay. So it's the whole spectrum of ResNet, people interested in ResNet and, and making progress with the organization and the goals of the organization. That sounds good. We've covered a lot of ground today. Are there any other topics that Val or Matt, either one of you, want to discuss at this point? I think we've covered it. Like I said, this is our small little foray into addressing the larger problem industry-wide. Whatever we can do, we want to do to help. And so if there are folks out there listening who are also interested in these topics and want to contribute, again, it's about creating and developing and encouraging the next generation of leaders. So if you want to serve in that role and have ideas to speak to the things we're working on and technology and engagement and workforce recruitment, then please contact us. You can contact us on the website. You can contact me directly, Valerie at ResNet.us. We would love to hear from you and work with you. Fantastic. Any closing thoughts, Matt? just wanted to say that this has been a great experience and that 
ResNet and HERS Raiders, we are in need of some new folks, some new blood, and get out there and give it a shot. Fantastic. Well, I really want to thank you both for coming on board and talking on the Res Talk podcast today. And that's what it's about. It's about communication. I want to say goodbye to you folks and thank you for coming again. And we'll get this out there into the community and share it and hopefully get you some feedback. Great. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Res Talk podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Res Talk podcast. We hope that you've heard something here today will help change your perspectives or prompt some questions or satisfy your curiosity about what's going on at ResNet. Now, if you're a pro in the building market, surf on over to resnet.us slash professional to learn more or to join the email list. You can also find out more about ResNet on Facebook or Twitter. The Twitter handle is at ResNetUS. Now, here's a quote or thought for the day that ties into what we've been speaking about. A leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. And that's by John C. Maxwell. If you're interested in feeding back to ResNet on what you heard today and like to hear a new topic covered or just have a general question, you can send an email to info at resnet.us. Now, if you've not subscribed, please do so. And as always, thank you for listening to ResTalk. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the ResTalk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spohn, produced by Brian Orr, and is a production of ResNet the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes of the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on ResTalk. Talk.